Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you can win yourself some foreigner tickets. We'll pass those out a little later this morning. We also have Canton Charge tickets for you as well. If you missed anything yesterday, podcast it at WRQK.com. Fantone, fresh off of his shift from that Christmas bar. Buddy, how's that? Indeed I am. Uh, dude, I'm tired, man. I'm not going to lie. Just one of those days where it's like, oh, my God, that alarm goes off 3.30, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll sleep a little bit longer. And then that alarm went off at 3.45, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm just going to sleep a little bit longer. Uh, but here, ready to go. Um, the only predicament I had this morning, dude, so I... Um, I live in a house on the southwest side of Canton, and for the most part, I really do like the house, the neighborhood, yeah, but the house is pretty all right. But so this morning, I'm coming to leave for work, and I go to open up the door, and like the entire door like falls off the like the like the frame. And like, the house? Yeah, well, like, so, you know, you've got a door hinge and one side's attached to the door and one side's attached to the frame. The side that was attached to the frame, the whole damn thing came out of the top. So, like, all of a sudden, the top of the door is just, like, on top of me. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? That's weird. So, what it was is it just seems like the screws either loosened or something. And, like, the top, like I said, like, the top of the door, like, just wasn't attached anymore. Um, I don't know if somebody tried to, like, kick it in. My girlfriend was home all night yesterday and she didn't hear anything, didn't say anything. There wasn't anything to report on there. So I don't know if this was like shoddy craftsmanship or like, you know, uh, criminals of Canton, Ohio trying to get over on your nah, boy. Uh, dude, if they got that close where it pulled off the frame because you opened the door, right. they were close enough to getting to it get all in. the way yeah. in. They would have been in. Yeah, it was uh, It was just very perplexing. And, like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, like the, like, the least handy dude on the face of the planet, but I'm, like, trying to fix it this morning at, like, 445 and, like, trying to, like, get this thing, and I can't. So what I, end, I ended up doing is I just took the screws out of it and, like, closed the hinge and just, like, shoved the whole thing back up into the frame and left a note on the door that said, like, do not use. And I'm going to text my girlfriend and be like, yo, you got to go out the front door there. Um, so, yeah, trying to Tim the Toolman Taylor this morning was not very successful for your boy. Oh, you have to call the landlord. Oh, yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about a rental property. A part of me was like, son of a bitch. God damn it. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, dude, you're just going to have to call the landlord. They're going to come out here. They're going to fix it. And you ain't going to pay for it. So, yeah, I, you know, people talk to me all the time about owning a house. But I got to tell you, it's just like it's one financial pitfall after another. Like, it's yeah. all you do is spend all your money money fixing the house and i mean with us it just, it, it's radio's just radio is a thing to do. radio's a unique job in the sense of you just don't know when the punch is coming you know it's coming but you just don't know when it is well luckily so, there's so much good news about the, <laughs> about the future of broadcast companies in the news right now there's so much good news it's all very positive it's all it's all it's all on an <clears throat> upward trend right now yeah poor cumulus already went into like what they filed bankruptcy yeah poor iron radio <laughs> yeah i was looking to skip past that one <laughs> but um no, it's just one of those things where you know to buy a house for us, it's uh, it's just it's just a, it, like I said, we 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 have unique circumstances. So like often you feel like renting is the way to go, but how many times can you live in a rental property and it sucks and you're like son of a bitch? Why don't I just do this? Why don't I just buy my own home and then I don't have to deal with like a house with a Detroit lean on it? Why do I? You know yeah, what I mean, I, dude? I always feel like I'm stuck. Then like I'm stuck. Like dude, if you rent a house and your neighbors are abysmal. You either break a lease or you have a, you, right, you have a year. You, you stick it out and, 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 and you're there a year, maybe two at the most, right? Where if you buy, yeah. if I buy a house, let's say I buy a house, you spend $130,000 of your money, right? And there you are, you're living on the street, everything's fine. 
And then next thing you know, your neighbor gets foreclosed on because the plant shut down or whatever. And now your great neighbors move. The house sells for a fraction of what it should. And now you got schlubs next to you who are like barbecuing in the front yard, bench pressing on the porch (laughs) or whatever the hell's going to happen. And you're sitting there holding the bag for this $130,000 thing that is now basically a waste of money. Yes, renting feels... I don't want to say imma- I can change the game a lot. I, I don't want to say immature, but it feels like it's not like like it's. I don't want to. Say, it's not adulting. The quote unquote adulting. That is but, true. But but you have very good points there. Of like, dude, you can leave. Like you're not stuck there for thirty years. Like you can leave, and there there is value in that. Yeah, like yesterday we were talking to you know to start the show. The guy had been running from the cops. And I said, man, it's kind of like that's something I would like to experience. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know better than to do it. And they right. caught the guy in West Virginia, by the yeah. way. And like, I want to, you know what I mean? But I, that experience is something I would like. So like the same thing with owning a home. Like it hit me the other day where it's like, dude, am I ever going to buy a house? Like probably because I've never done it. I've rented plenty of nice houses. Right. Never bought a house right. ever in my life. And so I was like, is this going to be the thing? Like, am I going to come and go my entire life without owning a home? And here's the thing. We, I cannot do it here because they've just shown a refusal to wrap their arms around us. So it's like, well, it's not going to be here. And so, like, I, I, so I don't know. So I don't think I'm ever going to do it. I, I don't think that the American dream of home ownership is what it once was. I mean, and I understand the concept of... You know, well, you're just making your landlord rich. I get that. I understand the concept of I'm just making my boss rich too. You're making, you're making, you, you can make your money work for you better when you're buying a home. I get that, but at the same time, it's just not, it's just not what it was 50 years ago, where it was like, well, of course, as a, you know, as a, a you know, as, as a male, you're going to end up buying a home. That's I don't just think I inevitable. I, uh, I, I can't necessarily argue with you. If you come and go without it, I'm not going to be like, boy, Stansberg didn't accomplish anything no, with his I, life. I think what's more likely is when the industry's finally done with you right and pushes you out to pasture what ends up happening is i probably buy a house where i want to live then right and then honestly i probably start a really good podcast from my house and dude put cameras in it the whole thing like honestly do one of those whole things there's a little bit of that 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 seems appealing now the first couple of years are going to suck because you're not going to make any money yeah but the idea of doing this without middle management honestly is one of the most attractive ideas i've ever heard of in my entire life ask ask the million radio dudes who walked away from it and said oh i'm just gonna go start a podcast it's hard you know what i mean i mean like go ask mo go ask deluca go ask all those dudes who are like you know what i'm gonna start my own radio station how's that going for you guys again yeah that 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 is bad and i would say that both those examples you've given me were two guys who did not understand they did not really have the ability to hold people's attention like that. Though both those guys could be like, yeah, Rihanna, and bam, and then you know get you to break. They could both do that. But holding people's attention over being interesting and talking about things long form, neither one of those guys had that ability. Not having them trapped, because that's the thing, is like you learn to love us when you're trapped in the car with us, and you're like, all right, it's it's the least sucky thing on the radio right now. Then all of a sudden, you know, it's like the uh like Costanza with the uh, with the with the Costanza, it's like all right, we've hit you over the head with it enough times. All of a sudden, you're like, you know what? Maybe I will go listen to it on the podcast. And it, dude, it's different. It is. I, I I honestly think it would be one of those things that could work out. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it it could work out. The amount of times that I have been out of work in this industry and people have begged me for it, like flat out begged me for it, tells me I think that there's an audience. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I'd rather stay here forever. Yes, I'd like a job. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like I'd, you know what I mean? Coming through, it's I, nice. I'd rather stay here forever, but. 
But when the industry finally does get rid of me, it might be like, dude, maybe it's time to go to Utah. Buy a house. That's where you want to be. Buy a house. Put video cameras up in the basement. Figure it out and do that whole thing. And then maybe, you know, get a, get a day job and work your way and, you know, work at it really hard until you get it built. I mean, that just might be the way it has to be. But I think that's, honestly, that's probably more likely what's going to happen. Which, by the way, dude, I've been thinking about Utah a lot lately. I don't want to get too far into the president. But, like, he cut, like, a couple of national monuments like in half. I think it's, like, right. two, two million acres or something right. like that. I, I, you know, don't quote me on the math. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. And, like, when I read that, it made me sad. Like, I love Utah in a very special way. Like, I just do. My brother lives pretty close to it. I go, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go when I go, uh, you know, see him in December. Right. Or later this month, I should say. I love it there. As a matter of fact, mountain biking the White Rim Trail is like one of my bucket list trips. Like, uh, dude, I want to do that more. And I watched like 10 YouTube videos. There was like a two-hour YouTube video on biking the White Rim Trail yesterday. I watched the whole thing. I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, I understand your concern when you, at any point you're reducing the size of national parks, and I think national parks are definitely something that's worth the money and kind of worth being protected and worth cherishing. I don't necessarily think, though, and I know as a liberal I'm not supposed to say this, I don't necessarily think, though, that just because President Trump decided to hand that land back to the state of Utah, that necessarily means it's just going to be like, yo, strip malls and, and strip clubs, and, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that's necessarily what's going to Happen. Not overnight. I, I think in the end that has the possibility of happening, but I don't think it happens overnight. And, you know, I'm, I don't live there. I don't have, really have a dog in the fight. I can tell you I like Canyonlands a lot. I like Arches a lot. I like that place a lot. Like, I just, I, I don't, it just seemed like, what a weird thing to do. But, no, it's probably not going to be Cinemark tomorrow. You know what I mean? I I, I doubt it. I don't know what's, what's I don't I don't know how conducive the land is to doing things like that. Yeah, I mean, what would you do that for, dude? You go put strip malls in there. I, there's nobody lives there. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the one of the reasons why I love Utah and Oregon both is they're huge, huge states with beautiful views where nobody lives. <laughs> that's what makes them both awesome. So I was a little sad by that. So I just kept watching those videos because again, I called my brother. I was like, "Look, dude, I was like, we're going to Utah when I get there," and he was like, "All right." And he's like, "I'm I'm totally down." He's like, "You know, we love it there." So. It made me a little sad when I saw that. It turns out there's one thing men are doing, either during or right after sex, that are completely turning women completely off. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 8.30. We'll pass out those foreigner tickets. They're uh, bringing White Snake and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin. I, uh, I'm not trying to be funny about this, but is Lou Graham back with Foreigner? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. I, that I don't know. Um, I know my mom, I believe, has Lou Graham's children in her class in Vegas. Okay. Because he lives there. Okay. And my mom and Lou Graham have become friends. Really? Like, they've become fr- like friendly enough. Really? Yeah. Like, which is weird. Yeah, that when is. I, when, I would start to, when I would start to think about, like, how many times I listened to those records growing up. Right. And now, like, my mom is, like, passing off his kids to him. Like, a bunch of famous kids go to that school. Like, um, Evander Holyfield's kids are in there. Like, all the guys who own casinos in Vegas, all their kids go where my mom teaches and my sister-in-law teaches as well. It's called Alexander Dawson. It's, like, the private school in Vegas. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to think there's plenty of famous people that, you know, live in so that much town. Money. Right, so. The amu- my brother says the amount of kids who go to that school who have armed guards that are standing outside the classroom while they're in English class okay. would blow you over. 
is it looks like a police state. Because all those casino guys are worried about their kids being kidnapped. Sure, sure. They're all I terrified mean, of it. It's a very, uh, what do I want to say? It's a very real concern there. It's I'd a, be worried too. It's a complete, it's a weird, it's a weird school, but it's so, but it's really, really good. This is one of those times I'm like, thank God I'm poor. Nobody's going to try to kidnap my kids. Nobody cares. I don't know which one it is. I, I never get their names right, but like Penn and Teller, which one's the real big one? The uh, tall one that talks. Teller, yeah. Teller. Yeah, I think. His or no, kid, Penn. Penn Gillette. Yeah. yeah. His kids go there. And like, dude, I guess my brother and him have gotten to, into some heated political talks, like in, in like the kid pickup line, because my niece goes there too now. It's pretty interesting. Hey, Mom and Lou Grant. Yeah, they're dude. just hanging out, being friends, being friendly. Maybe who knows? I, I dude, here's the oh, thing, dude. What if your mom starts banging Lou Grant? I don't dude. think it now. Here's the thing, dude. Lou's had like he's had <laughs> nonstop access to the vag his entire life. I don't think my mom like crosses the bar. But that's what I'm saying. Much like Schwarzenegger, who had nonstop access to vagina his entire life, eventually he's like, dude, whatever. I'm just gonna go bang it out with the maid. Lou Graham's probably like, dude, you know, I've knocked it out of the park so many times. Dude, I swear to God, dust dude. The thing off, baby. Come on. If my mom starts <laughs> doling out mashed potatoes at Christmas dinner. And start singing like head games. I swear to God, I'm gonna lose it. Oh man, I did not want to think about that. This is my mom, this fangirling out, just banging washed up rock stars. I don't think he is though, right? Because didn't Lou just play here? He just didn't he have like yeah. the like the like the girls choir yeah, join? But he, yeah, he just played here at the Glen Oak Performing Arts Center. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily it's not sold out arenas anymore for the for, for the Graham man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, they're playing Blossom Foreigners. I don't think he's part of that anymore. I don't know. I have no idea who sings for them anymore. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't know the history of Foreigner well enough. Like, I because I know they've gone through singers a couple of times, so I don't know who like the original guy is. Was Paul Rogers part of that? Like, I don't know. Who knows? All that like late seventies, like nineteen eighty one stuff. It gets weird there. But no, I'm pretty sure my mom's not having sex with Lou Graham. But a head games with Lou Graham oh, right there, dude. brother. Dude, when my brother hears this podcast, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Thank God he lives on the other side of the country. He, dude, he hates you enough <laughs> as it is. Like he hates you. So like I can only imagine. And he takes my mom seriously. Like, dude, he's really over. I'm I I'm convinced that's why my mom doesn't date now. Is because she's worried it'll upset my brother. Which if that's true, I'll be really You know what? I I need to do some investigating into that when I get there. Because I don't think he really would be mad if she dated. I just think that she thinks he would. Well, he would be discerning. He would want. The, he would want to make sure somebody was, you know, there for the right reason, looking to, you know, be good to her. I think at this point, probably for her, it almost feels like pointless. You know what I'm saying? Like she already lives with people, so it's not like she's looking for that companionship on a day to day basis. Because has like, my gra- has her granddaughter, my niece. Right. I think that's a big part of what Probably. older people date for. You know, it's not so much, you know, Lou Graham's, you know, sack, no, sack skills. Right. It's just loneliness. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll have to do some digging. Yeah, you will have to do some digging. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Graham. <laughs> not as much digging as Lou's done. <laughs> Just burrowing through it. Let me tell you, it takes a strange person <laughs> to make washed up rock stars or banging my mom jokes. You know what I mean? It takes it takes an interesting person. Speaking of the sex there. All right. According to uh, the Journal of Sex Research, plenty of men 
are basing their own masculinity on how good they are in bed. Well, duh. That, that, that's the Most kind, men, I would that's, assume. That, that's kind of how we've been sold our entire lives, that your sexual prowess is what makes you, like, you know, a man. Yeah, I mean, it really all starts with, like, the size of our penis, and that should usually lead to sexual prowess, or at least we feel that it should. Um, but with most of us knowing that, like, all right, I don't have a giant dong, selling the lie to ourselves of, like, dude, no, I'm really good in bed still, though. It's not the, it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah, we 100% do that. I watched this movie once. It's called 100 Girls, and the, and the guy in that movie says, the reason why men love sex as much as they do is because while you're doing it, it feels as if you're the best person at it in the world. Yeah. Whether you know you are or not, while yeah. you're doing... Now, the moment you're done, you're like, oh, God, I probably wasn't Ugh. good enough at that. Man, but I'm like, sweaty. <laughs> but while you're doing it, you do. You feel like you can conquer the planet, and okay. that's why we like it. It's okay. a, I believe that that's why, why men are... As, as obsessed with sex as they are, part, one of the reasons is that it feeds into that power thing that men want to have. So they say here that men that are concerned about their own masculinity, like you have issues on it, you're concerned about it, mm-hmm. are more likely to base their self-worth on their performance in the bedroom. The trouble is that ego boost that men get after like performing well in bed puts women off. They say women don't want a bedroom boaster is what they're calling it. They don't want that. And I would imagine that they wouldn't. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, give me a specific, like, what, like, what, what do you? Okay, so I get done having sex with my girlfriend, and I'm like, damn, dude, good job. You're the man. Yeah, like, like you're kind, sudden- like you're you're beefing yourself up there. You're po- you know, you're talking yourself up there. Which in the in reality, if you did a great job. Who are you boasting for? If you did a good job, they know. So they're saying, so they're saying, like, I'm actually saying to my girlfriend, like, yo, just knocked it out of the park. I'm the yeah. man. Like, my D's so great. You're broing oh, it out. Okay. Okay. Well, then, yeah. If you start bragging to her, she was, she was just she there. She was there. She knows how disappointing it was. What, what are you doing, right. guys? She either faked it for you, and that's, like, that's one of the reasons why boasting it, at, like, because people say, well, can't you tell when people are faking it? Yes, some people you can. But, you, man, I'm just telling you right now, you have slept with. With women who have faked an orgasm with you and you were completely sold by it right like that obviously so like that's why the boasting thing never makes sense well and like yes yeah, so you know at some point or another I'm, I'm sure you've been lied to and i'm sure that it's been like eh, whatever i didn't even know um i think of so many guys I like though I, always know. I think so many guys though don't don't factor in like how easy it is for the male to orgasm versus how easy how hard it is for some females to orgasm. So I think it's like, hey, I got mine, therefore of course I feel like I'm on top of the world. And it's like, dude, you took no consideration into what just happened with her at all. Wow, well, it's like that, that. It's like that old Dave Chappelle bit where he said, "Sex is a race. I beat you." Like that's <laughs> you know what I mean, and that's exactly what Dave said. And that is that's uh, unfortunately for women, that's how a lot of men approach that situation. We have the autopsy of Chester Bennington. We now know what was in his system when he decided to take his life, uh, and and that uh, you know before it was time. We have the auto, you know we have that autopsy. We'll pass out that info next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And I've just been had via the internet. Okay. I've been had. All right. What happened over there? This guy was like, yo, man, we got leaked Last Jedi footage. Okay. Of the new movie. Comes out like eight days. Okay. Right? And so it's like, all right, well, maybe he does have it. Right? Maybe he does have it. And so you click on his video on Twitter 
and it starts. It's got the Lucasfilm thing, and then you see Poe Dameron in the X-Wing, and BB-8's in the back. And then midway through the video, it just goes into Rick Astley's. <laughs> Never going to give you up. I, I've been totally had. Been Rickrolled right there. That's what they call Which, it. Which, by the way, I don't know what that means exactly. Like, that was like a term that got used for like two years in this country. And then people were like, oh my God, you're saying Rickrolling, and Rickrolling's racist. So, like, because, you know, because he sounds black. Like, there were, there were African Americans, you know, claiming that. Saying somebody was rickrolling you was was it, it, that that was one of those microaggressions things that were racist. Oh yeah, that was all over college campuses. Did, that rickrolling's racist. Does Rick Rick Astley sound black? Yeah, you don't think everybody? I mean, dude, the the entire time I was growing up when this song was on the radio, it was like a big thing when he went on. I think it was Arsenio, and people were like, "Oh my god, he's white." I did not know about that. That I, was I did like not know a, that was one of the. Uh, I did not know that was that. like a huge thing when this song was coming out. Is that people thought he was black, and so like there were people claiming that Rick Rolling was like a microaggression and to secretly you're racist and like all those things. But I don't know what Rick Rolling originally meant. Like I don't know what it meant. It meant exactly what happened to you. People would put up a video and they would claim it to be under like different, you know, hey, here's footage of this or here's footage of that. And when you clicked on it, it did exactly what just happened to you. Is all of a sudden huh. this video, this music video popped up and it just seems playing. weird that that's the person you use for that. But okay, I don't know. I don't know I, why that started, but that's that's at the end of the day what it is. Is you start watching a video, then all of a sudden, boom, you're walking. I didn't know. Never going to give you up. I was. I always heard people saying it, and I never knew what it meant. But I was curious about that. But yeah, no, that was like the big thing when he first came out. Is everybody? People were shocked that he was a white dude. We have the autopsy of Chester Bennington now. Okay, and. It turns out he had a small amount of alcohol and MDMA in his system, also known as ecstasy on the street. Um, and it was in his system when he, when he hanged himself. TMZ put it out. And they say authorities found a prescription bottle of, is it Zolpidem? A, it's, it's like a generic Ambien, essentially, is what it is. That was on his dresser, along with, they say, a less than half full pint glass of Corona and an empty bottle of Stella Artois. So you're talking about a beer and a half, a little ambient on the dresser, but had ecstasy in his system. Now, is this the cause of death? It's not overdose as the cause of death. No, he hanged himself. Drugs that were in his system. Yeah, the cause of death was him hanging himself. Okay. But they were looking to see, like, was it maybe drug-fueled and motivated by the drugs? And they say if MDMA had been involved, it's not surprising. Psychologists have previously noted that people who use ecstasy are far more likely to experience depression than non-users. I I would say on the back end of when you stop using ecstasy, like if you roll, you know, all night and then the next day you wake up, you feel depressed. That's because you just use all the dopamine in your brain the night before and it takes time to like rebuild itself. I didn't I didn't I've never thought about like doing ecstasy and being depressed. Well, any drug, any pill drug like that you put in your in your brain enough. You're going to mess with those receptors in your brain. And when it doesn't have it, it's going to yearn for it, which will lead to depression. Like any pill you take will do this to your brain eventually. It's just they all mess with those with the uh, is it the pleasure receptors in the brain or whatever? They all dance on those. And then the moment you start taking that stuff away from you and stuff like that, yeah, it leads to depression. 
I um I've never really I mean I've done ecstasy obviously just I, I never I mean I had an ex girlfriend who liked it so we used to do it a little bit and then have sex and stuff like that with it but like I was never I, I was never a big fan of it it always just made you like when we were gonna do that it was great you know what I mean but like the people who swallow ecstasy and then go out on for a night and go to the bar and stuff like that, like that I don't get at all it just makes you so weird and strange but I don't think that these drugs necessarily. Is what did this? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were just drugs that he was doing. You was know doing. what I'm saying? Yeah, right. A, a, a beer and a half. I mean, that I know isn't going to be a thing. You know what I mean? That was pretty sad, though, man. Like, you know, I mean, like, I'm not the biggest Lincoln Park fan, but you know, I remember saying after he died, we came in here, and I remember saying, like, look, I don't love them. They're not my favorite. I do enjoy them, but I mean. Dude, they carried this format on their back for years. Like, dude, the amount of guys on the radio that were able to keep their jobs because people were still coming to the radio to hear songs by Linkin Park is a lot. And our hands would have to be raised right now. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. They were that big of a band where they kind of helped save the format for a little while. So it's a sad thing. Netflix in the crosshairs again has finally acted. They have gotten rid of Danny Masterson. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069, 830. We'll pass out those foreigner tickets. Uh, Bart actually tweeted in and wanted to know if my mom had switched her <laughs> ringtone to I Want to Know What Love Is. <laughs> For those of you that missed that story, my mom. Fantone asked me if Lou Graham's still part of Foreigner, and we still don't know the answer to that, by the way. And uh, I was telling him that my mom teaches at a private school in Las Vegas along with my sister-in-law. And it's like a well-to-do school. And Lou Graham's kids go there. So like my mom has like gotten to know him and she's like always telling me she's like, he's so nice and like he's so pleasant. And does it, you know, he signs everything, takes all the pictures with everyone, and like, you know, she was just like giving them all the praise, right? Taking pics of your mom right there, <laughs> dude. Lou Graham just doing it. I'm I'm telling you, I maintain that Lou Graham got enough on the road. <laughs> To where my mom doesn't doesn't hit doesn't hit the bar. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, dude, she's I, like 70 with a wig. Here's like, what I'm, I'm telling you, he, Lou ain't doing it. Here's what I'm gonna say is, you know, we've Dear talked God. about this in the past, where once you've become a bit of a sexual maven, once you have, you know, crossed barriers that most people couldn't even dream of crossing, oh, you open yourself up to this new world. And who knows, dude? Maybe Lou Graham's thing is, you know, is 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 great gilfs. You know what I'm saying? Grandma, great grandmas that I. I like to, so I don't know, dude. I feel like Lou Graham could be into some weird stuff. Maybe he tickles, you know, or your mom tickles his fancy. Tickles something else, too. Who knows? I want to get sick right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, there, there's a lot I regret. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the program. like There are a lot of times I walk away from the radio show like, geez, man, that one got off the rails fast. But like... Talking about Lou Graham drilling my mom out, I gotta tell you, dude, it's probably like my least favorite thing I've ever thought of. Because here's the thing, I can't stop seeing it. Just like his, I don't know, white boy Jerry Curl he's always had his entire life. Just like rocking, dude, there's just my mom's varicose veins and her legs in the air. Like, oh, dear God. Yeah, and I'm walking you through it because if I gotta see it, so do you. I, um... 
sometimes I know, like, when we start the show, I'm like, all right, something funny is going to happen during this break. Something, you know, we'll talk about that. One of us will be funny about it, hopefully. I had no idea we were going to talk about Lou Graves stuffing it out with your mother, dude. Jeez. I had no idea. Dude, I got to tell you, I don't like when you say it. <laughs> I got to. It just feels like a dagger. Just being jammed in my body. I know. Like, you jamming it in me. I know. I got it. I got it. Oh. Good Christ. That was... (laughs) I tell you, I don't need it. I, uh... I don't need it. Maybe Sue does, though. You know what I mean? My dad's been dead a long time. And I worry... I wonder about that. You know what I mean? Just because I know how, like, the lack of sex will right. be depressing for a human person. Like, I don't really want to get in my mom's sex life. But, like, you know, my dad died, and she's always like, you know, I, and I always asked her, I said, are you ever going to get married again? And she was like, no, I, I, I had my husband. I was now, like, all right, well, don't get married, maybe, but like, a little life companion? Like, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? If your dad would have died when, when your parents were 40, I would have been like, yeah, well, dude, your mom kind of owes it to herself to, you know, to move on. To move on. Otherwise, it's sad. But, I mean, dude, your mom's in her mid 70s. So your dad died when she was probably in her 60s. So, like, I don't know. I feel like at that point, you can probably say, you know what? I'm good not having I, sex. I anymore. believe they were 58 when my dad died. They were the same age. And I believe they were 58 when my dad died. But I could be wrong on that. I think it was 2003. I know I was I know I was at the Three Doors Down show, and Theory of a Dead Man was opening up. It was at the Agora, which ironically I work there now. Which that was that was really weird. Like when I first started to work there, and I walked into the bathroom because that's where I was when I found out my dad died. My mom kept calling my cell phone over and over and over again, and so finally I went into the bathroom. She's like, "You need to come down to the Cleveland Clinic. Something's happening." And then I went down there. So like I was in the bathroom when I found out, and so like the first time I worked there, and I walked into the bathroom, I was like, "Oh, this is creepy." Lou Graham's 67, so it's not like he's really go. cougar hunting, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're in the Here same Here I was age thinking range. you were looking something up about my dad <laughs> and my mom and dad's marriage, and we were going to have, like, this nice, like, bow to, to top this damn thing off. No, here's why it's okay for Lou to drill out your mom. Uh, now, here's the problem, is that I, I get there on the 22nd. Christmas is the 25th. Correct. So for three days, I'm just going to see Fantone's <laughs> ugly mug in the back of my mind telling me that Lou Graham's like boning my mom. And then like over like stuffing, I'm going to be like, that's it. I've had enough. And I'm like going to flat out just like ask her at the dinner table and ruin Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? Like, Sue, what are you all hot blooded over there? What's that? <laughs> oh my Oh my god, dude! As if as if playing the plain performance for arts isn't bad enough. <laughs> now the poor son of a bitch has to bang my mom. That poor guy. That sounds terrible. All right. Holy crap. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's funny. I, I don't know why. We got to start planning stuff. It dude. should be sad. I did. That's just the, that's the sad thing is that that's how terrible I am is that I plan this great product and I'm like, nah, 70s rock stars banging parents. That, 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 that'll lead us to the land of milk and honey. That's going to be the thing. This is, a, this is a syndicated radio program. This has the potential for that. No, it doesn't. All right, we do we do need to uh, let people know about this. Yeah, we do. As Danny Masterson yanked off of uh, uh, the ranch on Netflix, um, there were a couple of accusations, four I believe, of women saying that he raped them. And as a matter of fact, I believe it was last weekend where a woman went to a soccer game in California, 
saw a programming guy from Netflix, walked up to him and said, hey, why are you guys still doing that? You took Kevin Spacey and that whole thing. And, you know, he was like, well, and he told her we didn't believe we don't believe the victims. Don't believe the allegations. We don't believe the allegations. Right. And so then the woman looks at him and goes, um, I'm one of the women that have made the allegation. I guy that- didn't realize that gets embarrassed. An hour later, goes back up to her and tries to, like, make the whole thing go away. And she says, you'll be sorry for this. You watch. And he says to her in a condescending tone, we'll see. I, I The thing that doesn't make sense about that story, because I read that too, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you would say that to somebody. Um, but how did she know he was a Netflix executive? Well, if, if you were in a position where you got raped by Danny Masterson, you're probably in the business, right? And it's like one of those things um, where radio people, like honestly, radio people would know middle management of ours. I, to me, that 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 just it felt like a, like a bit of a head scratcher, and I guess maybe if she's in, the I mean, business, dude, if you, if, but... well, if you film stuff for Netflix, if you've been part of it, I mean, dude, everybody in Hollywood does something with Netflix now. I mean, they're just involved in stuff, and dude, these guys are pro- in the entertainment industry in L.A. These guys are probably celebrities, like these programming guys. Like, if you're in the business and you want to be an actress, you want to be a director, you want to be a producer, you kind of have to know these people's names and know what their faces are in case you see them someplace. Or You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm willing to bet that it's one of those things that once you're in the inner circle, you know people that the average human doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it, to me, it just it, it's still it's still a bit of a red flag of, like, how, how did you know that? Until I find out that she is somebody that was involved in entertainment, then I guess that theory makes sense. But it, it, when well, I read I mean, that, she, I just I, I had to pause. The, the article I read was she was one of the actresses that Danny Masterson had allegedly raped. Okay. So for me, that's, you know what I mean? I, I'm just, but I'm guessing. I don't know that she knew for sure. But, you know, she walked up, asked him, and sure enough, the guy said, yeah, well, we'll see how sorry we're going to be. Well, it turns out now that because that story kind of went viral yesterday a little bit, that Netflix has now said, yeah, look, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get rid of Danny Masterson. However, he's still going to appear in the second half of season two, which is due out on the 15th of this month. And they say he's even going to maybe return for parts of season three as they start to figure out how to write him off the show. Guys, if you admit that you got to move forward, then you move forward, right? You're going to drag your feet on this? And, like, fine, he's already in the stuff that's filmed and it's ready to go. Fine, whatever. I'll even meet you halfway, right? Most people in this country wouldn't meet you halfway. They would say, nah, just don't run it. I'm going to meet you halfway and say, if you already filmed it, run it. But then you're going to bring them back and have them film more things just so you can write them off? Nah, dude. End of the season. There's an elevator shaft. Nobody knows how he fell in it. And there he goes. Right? Um, a big part of this is, too, is like, really, how much is the ranch worth to Netflix? Uh, okay. So I thought the same exact thing. Right? But when I ask... When I ask people what I should be watching on Netflix, like, what should I binge... That is the second most reported show. No, you shouldn't, dude. No, honestly, me knowing you, dude. Listen, I don't find that show funny. I can guarantee you. Have you you seen it? I've watched episodes. Because when it first came out, it was like. Ashton Kutcher, Danny Masterson. Right. And like, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of that 70s show. But I was like, yeah, dude, I kind of like that 70s show. Maybe this will be funny. It's got Sam Elliott in it. And it was one of those things they kept promoting to you. They kept showing you previews. They kept showing you. They kept showing you. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. 
And one of the things that definitely turned me off was this overusage of the laugh track. I feel like anything nowadays using a laugh track feels kind of antiquated to me. But they yes, were Dick Van Dyke. But they were, I mean, just constantly doing it. Like really? every other line, it would be, like, you know, it would just, <laughs> and that alone was enough. But even taking that away, it just wasn't good. It wasn't funny. It wasn't captivating. The characters weren't like, oh my gosh, I want to, you know, like, I want to watch. I'll be this. honest with you, I've never seen an episode. Do of not it. watch it, bro. But like. Like I like unless you e- want to get angry. <laughs> like, like even the still photos on like Netflix, you know, how like sometimes that you know, when, when you put put it on something, it'll stop there. They'll have a photo and then they'll start running like twenty seconds of the show, or whatever. Like even that, like when I see it, it just is like who watches this crap? Like it's just terrible. But again, this is why the WB is a network. It is. It's because people like crappy television. They just do. Big Bang Theory is the biggest show on television, and well, it is year after year after year. It so. should be pointed out that the same people that I'm friends with. Now, I, when I ask for stuff on Facebook, I get people I know and people I don't know. But the people I know who are telling me, watch The Ranch, are Big Bang Theory watchers. Okay. All right. I so mean, I think it's the same piece of pie. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's probably right. And that's probably why I'm like, oh, this is so terrible. Because I thought the first season of Big Bang Theory was actually pretty good. Like the first season, it was like, I remember sitting on the, I remember I was telling my roommate, I was like, this show's going to be the biggest hit on television. Everybody thought I was nuts. I remember saying that on the radio, everybody thought I was nuts. Sure enough, biggest hit on television. And I just, it, there's, you can just see certain stuff where it's like, that's going to be a huge right. hit. But like, I see, but I saw, like like I said, I saw like a still photo of and dude, I'm just not an Ashton Kutcher guy. Like he just kind of annoys me. So like that, I mean, I like that '70s show, but like he's just always kind of annoyed me and that whole thing. And I, I'll be honest with you, dude, the ranch looks awful. Like it just looks like it's going to be a miserable experience. Right. So and 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 that thought, wouldn't it just be like, oh my god, like not only does this guy have sexual allegations against him, rape, rape allegations. Right. right. And that's one of the things in this conversation I feel like that has gotten lost when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and and and, and sexual different assault. Things. I mean, we're getting into very different conversations. They all kind of get umbrella yeah, treated. Yeah. That's as what the America does. But like uh, with with Kevin Spacey, House of Cards was a certified banger for that for Netflix, dude. Arguably, like, one of their biggest shows of all time, right? Do we know that, or is that the way... I'm asking a question. Do we know that, or is that the way we feel? I'm going to bet you one of the most streamed shows of Netflix's original shows. I'm guessing you're right. And I think it was the first original Netflix show, which therefore kind of, like, started the whole, like, you know... this it? Yeah, it might have been, right? We're making our own content here. So it's like House House of Cards... Was a, a much bigger hit than The Ranch. Well, can and, you look that up real quick? Sure. Find me out some streaming numbers on The Ranch. But, I'd be interested to find uh, that but, out. But, 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 like, in Kevin Spacey, you would just think, while what he did was completely inappropriate, wasn't rape, right? From, from what I remember, he was being inappropriate was with grabbing, teenage boys. He was grabbing penises, but right? But not rape. There, I, I, as far as I know, now this is rape for a C-list show. All of a sudden, you're going to, like, well, this is the one, this is the sword we're, or the hill we're really going to die on. Yeah, here. see, but that's why I want to know what the streaming numbers were, because they seemed resistant to go with Masterson to do this. And so it's like, well, is this a bigger hit? And like, because I mean, I don't know. I agree with you. The House of Cards feels bigger, and and maybe it's because I like that kind of content more. A political show is more along the line of what I would watch. 
Um, the number one 2016 most okay. streamed shows is Orange is the New Black at number one, Stranger Things number two, Fuller House number three, uh, Luke Cage number four, House of Cards number five. Okay, so we're not so so the ranch doesn't make the top five. I don't uh, no, I don't see the ranch on this list so far. Of this course, is, we for even forgot about Stranger Things like that right, rival right. House of Cards. Like so, like. You've got the ranch at number eight, which is a significant drop off from nine point eight million people to four point eight. So wow. it's like a huge difference. Like five million people. Right. Wow. Right. So wow. Like yeah, that difference. is big. That's big. That's big. Wow. Um, and also worth noting here, uh, as these rape allegations and stuff come out, uh, as long as well as Netflix, uh, the Church of Scientology, it looks like which Danny Masterson was a member of, is like being accused of covering this up. Really? Yeah, so. Oh, you know, I would love personally if that whole thing got exposed as a complete fraud and, and, and as a thing that's like kind of ruining how, Hollywood. How much more can it be exposed as a complete fraud? It's just one of those things where it's like, well, does it even matter? You know what I mean? I, like, yeah, you get rich people in a right. room who think they know better. They're all going to think that this is the right way to go about it. I, I've never seen an episode of this. It doesn't even no look like it. something I would be interested in. No, it looks like it right. would be, honestly, it looks like it would be like dragging balls over thumbtacks to, 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 to try and watch that for me. That's what the ranch looks like to me it just looks terrible to me but netflix finally going to do the right thing there and they're going to yank him off although writing him into the third season just so you can kill him off i'm sorry like at that point if it's already filmed i'll meet you halfway most of america wouldn't i'll meet you halfway netflix as far as season three shame on you get him off the goddamn show more stansbury show right around the corner you guys hang on the stansbury show we may not be a global epidemic yet on iHeartRadio. radio this is a dream come true canton's rock station Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 1069, online, wrqk.com. Miss anything yesterday? Podcast it right there. Still to come, 400 tickets, 830. We'll pass those out. You know, I uh, I took this via Twitter. Yeah. And uh, before the break, we were talking about Danny Masterson and The Ranch on, on Netflix. Yeah. And this guy says, look, I'm not standing up for, for Danny Masterson, but he's only accused... He's being burned at the stake because of an accusation. No due process before he's S camp. Now this is now I've made this point before, okay, and it is one hundred percent true. Due process is for a courtroom. It is not for your employment. I can tell you that I'm going to get. I don't. I can't say I know for sure, but I have a morality clause in my contract, and if I have it, my guess is is that Netflix is smart enough to put it in the in the contracts of their actors, and that this is an employment issue. And that accusations could shed negative light on where you were employed by, and that they feel as if they need to move on from that. I believe that they can do that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is. It's nobody's now. If they were throwing him in jail, and he, they skipped like the trial, and they just locked him up, that is skipping due process. But due process has nothing to do with where you work. Not one thing. I promise you that will never come into play where you work. It's just, they don't go hand in hand. There's also this thing in America where if you have a job of privilege or a job that people would want, that America feels as if they have the right to hold you to a standard that your local delivery driver may not have. I don't know why that is, but I'm held to it. Now, a different version of it than actors are. Welcome to it. There's levels of it. But I'm held to that to a higher standard than some other people do because of the job I have. Because it's considered to be a privileged situation. It's considered to be that I'm lucky to have this job. And on a lot of levels, I am. Right? But I, the due process thing doesn't hold up for work. 
doesn't no it's, it's, it's not at will employment it, it's it's not part of that due process is for courtrooms we've kind of have we've we've muddied the waters in these conversations about that there's um there's been a lot of talk on this program about the fact that i think that overall marijuana is safe for consumption for most people now you got to remember i'm also the guy that tells you we have to stop telling young people in America that marijuana is one of these drugs that you can't become addicted to because I feel like that's doing disservice to us legalizing marijuana. Well, at the end of the day, the argument is is that the facts are what needs to come out and the truth is what needs to come out. And if you're lying to make your side sound better by saying, like, well, there's no negative consequences when it comes to marijuana yeah. usage. You can't be addicted to it. I can drive better with it. Those are all factually incorrect. And 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 if you're if you're an advocate of of marijuana being legal, I mean, lies do nothing other than extend the, the reefer madness. Sooner or later, the truth always comes out. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. And so what's going to end up happening is that if you continue to lie, those lies are going to be brought out. And people are going to say, see, look, if it's nothing to be worried about, you wouldn't lie. And so we got to stop some of these, like, we have to, as much as we have to stop reefer madness, we have to stop reefer lying. I believe in that, right? And I believe what I have here from Metro... UK All right. is reefer madness. All right. They're claiming that doctors have been seeing patients, patients rather, sorry, that have been taken to the hospital after extreme bouts of what they're calling scrometing. Okay. Okay. Scrometing Fantone, and for the rest of you that don't know, it means that they are screaming and vomiting at the same time. And I'm sorry, they're (laughs) claiming here that this new word was invented by staff at emergency rooms across the U.S. who are seeing more and more people turn up, uh, yelling in pain and throwing up all over the place. They believe that scrometing is caused by a condition called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, CHS. All right. Which they say then will affect people who have consumed weed for a long period of time. They say not properly understood the illness, but it's known that the only guaranteed way to stop it is for sufferers to give up smoking cannabis altogether. Some people also got temporary relief by taking a hot bath. So you can hear my eyes rolling in my head from here. If I'm sorry. But if a warm bath can make this go away, <laughs> then, then 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 is this really a medical condition? If Calgon can take away cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, then is this a real See what I'm saying? This is reefer madness. Uh, I mean, like, if you drink too much booze and you puke, is that a disease? No, that's you getting drunk and vomiting. And you screamed during that, too. Oh, God, I swear uh, I'd never get it. Right. And, like, do I believe you can smoke so much pot you make yourself puke? Yeah. I, okay. Now, yeah. see, this is interesting because this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this, right? Because you and I, obviously, no strangers to marijuana. Okay. Right? We've been pretty open about the fact okay. that we have used the product in our lives. Okay. So I don't feel like I'm telling you anything new right now. Wait, the Stansberry show? You kidding me, bro? Okay. All right. In my years of, and I'm talking back in the day, running hard, doing all kinds of stuff I shouldn't be doing, hanging out with people I shouldn't be with, all that stuff, right? I have seen one person throw up from smoking too much weed. One. 
If you think about that, that's, I mean, it's almost crazy. Right. When you think about how many how many times I've been in this situation. Versus how many people you've seen barfing <laughs> from drinking is a bajillion, dude. A million people. Every time you that. do it. Right. Did you go out to the bar and it's likely you're going to see. Also, the person I saw throw up from smoking weed should be pointed out. They had a gas mask attached to a six foot bong. So it wasn't like we were passing a joint around a party. Kid got too high, threw up, couldn't handle it. Legitimately, they attached a gas mask to a six foot bong. And the dude just took like five hits off of that thing, couldn't take it. I remember we were at my buddy Billy's house. And I remember, dude, Terry took the mask off, turned around, spun, look at all of us. He was milk white. And next thing you know, he got sick all over the floor. <laughs> Should be pointed out, Terry was a mad dog person, not necessarily a weed person. Um, like, uh, yes, you can take a hit so big it like chokes you up and like you gag. And like, I, I, I've actually been in that situation before where I can remember. I think I was smoking a bowl and it it like just hit me the wrong way and I felt nauseous and all of a sudden I'm just like Bleh! but I, that wasn't because like I had smoked so much that it was like my body couldn't control itself. I think at that point it was probably just like yo you're gagging yourself with smoke here dude and that's why you vomited. Now if you you know putting this in a, in a hypothetical world of like all right let's say you smoke an ounce to yourself in a day that's a which lot is of weed. an unfathomable amount of weed but nonetheless let's that's live in, let's live in that world okay sure, maybe you can maybe you can get yourself so high or your body starts rejecting it but like like you said these are six foot bong grips these are these are you know outliers right as opposed to like you smoke a joint and then all of a sudden you just turn into a lunatic that can't stop screaming and puking the cannabis magazine high times gave the following description of the illness often mistakenly called cyclical vomiting syndrome they say cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome is a rare form of cannabinoid toxicity that develops in chronic smokers it's characterized by cyclic episodes of debilitating nausea nausea and vomiting people who suffer from the syndrome often find that hot showers relieve their symptoms that's like anytime you get sick, a bath would do that. No, and people who people who live that life are the ones who are saying, "Oh, dude, I got sick from smoking too much weed. You know what I got to do is I got to smoke more weed. It's the medical, bro. It's my medicine, bro. It's my medicine to make everything better, bro." That's fair. That's fair. I I, I I'm I'm calling BS on, okay. I, on this report. All right, I, I like it. Is it? Ma- I mean, dude, I've just seen. I've been around marijuana too much in my life. And I've seen, like, my brother, okay? My brother is a non-user of the product. But occasionally I'll be able to talk him into it. And now that, like, now that it's legal in Vegas and we can just go to the store and buy it, while I'm there, I bet that will happen. And I'll probably grab some edibles and maybe something else and I'll be able to talk my brother into it. And the point of telling you that story is he'll be all, like, crazy high while I'm just sitting there. And he'll maybe go swimming or do something stupid, but he's not going to get sick. Like he's not going to throw up. I don't buy into this study, not one bit. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock Bottom 6 9. We're online at WRQK.com. We have 400 tickets. We'll pass those out at 8.30 for you. My mom will get you backstage passes. Don't worry about it. If you missed that <laughs> conversation earlier in the show, you'll have to podcast. It was pretty funny. I got to stop being so honest on the radio, I think. Okay. It's affecting my life now. God, are we going to have to start doing, like, War of the Roses coming up at 7.15? Secret menu! Sweats at secret menu! No, I, uh, but, but, uh, no, hear me out, though, because I, I, right. I feel like i got to stop being so honest, because it's negatively affecting me. All right. And it's going to be hard to do, because that's, like, my system. Like, I just, it's just what I do, is lay bare, right? But I was having a conversation with this woman that I know, we're friends, and... 
we were talking back and forth this morning and we were texting back and forth and she was like, you know, uh, she's like, I really need to go to the Y today. Right. And I said to her, I was like, oh, I was like, you belong to the Y? So do I. It's like, let's be workout buddies. Okay. <laughs> like, let's, you know, maybe that'll help me. If you go with yeah. a hot girl, like all of a sudden, yeah. dude, now you want to do this, right? And so, you know, we start talking a little bit and this and that. And she was like, and I, and I just said, I was like, I really have to go to the gym. And again, this is where I got to feel like I got to stop being so honest. And she goes, Stansbury, I think we both know you're not going though, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, all of a sudden now I just want to strangle this person. You know what I mean? Because not because of the fact that she said it to me, but because she's so right. Oh yeah. That's the part that stings the most. If it was just a throwaway joke, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, bitch. I'll see you there. (laughs) But no, deep down inside, you know it. I know it. We all know it. She knows it. Things, dude. It's time. I mean, because there was no hesitation. No. Like, there was no, like, well, maybe I'll placate him. Maybe I'll give him a little of this. And maybe, yeah, maybe we'll go do this and I'll show you how to do this. It was like, no, you're not going to do this. No, dude, she pulled a fan tone right there, just shot the idea down, said, no way, right. idiot, you're not doing it. Took the air right out of the bag, right out of it. She was like, you shall have no pride. I shall take it. High <laughs> five to whoever that chick is, dude. That was Thank awful. You. So Thank I you. saw this too, and I don't really know this company a lot. Okay, but I and I hope that this is true because I'm getting this from like Facebook. Okay, but the outdoor clothing company, and I hope I'm saying this right, Patagonia. Am I saying that right? Patagonia. Yeah. Yeah, sure. They earned ten million dollars on Black Friday, and they're donating every last penny of it. Wow. To environmental or you know organizations. Wow. Now I'm suspicious here because organizations is spelled wrong. Wow. So I'm suspicious that Sonny doesn't know the truth here, and that's who like you know tweeted this out or like put it on Facebook or whatever. But if this is true, what a cool thing, and what a good way to earn like customers yeah, and loyalty. But, but but are you earning ten million dollars worth of customers? I don't know. I understand that like hey, there's equity in 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 looking good and making donations and, and being a charitable organization. But dude, that's ten million dollars. That's a lot of cash. So somebody looked it up and sent it to me. CNN Tech looked into this and they found out it's 100% true. Really? Wow. $10 million, dude. That's crazy. That is. That's kind of cool, and, man. And listen, regardless of where you stand on, on, on environmental issues and whether you think that's like a left-wing like loony cause or whatever, the fact that you as a company are willing to put your money where your mouth is, that's at least respectable. That's at least like, Agreed. wow, dude, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll tip my hat to you. Now you can preach to me. Right. Like that that's the thing is like I, I hate when people preach to me and then I find out behind it there's no substance. That I have an issue with. But that but that is a cool thing. I don't know much about them. I don't own any of their stuff. God knows. I mean, I've been talking about how I want to mountain like mountain bike like these extreme trails and mountain stuff. Mountain bike hunting, the whole thing with the national park suit stands where the outdoorsman. Have yeah. Have you been noticing? There is a little <laughs> bit of me that's like, man, I just dude, I, I need more outdoors. And you know what happened? I'll tell you exactly what, what happened? happened. Well, it started to get colder and I'm not outside playing golf as much. Uh. So I'm like, dude, where's the sunlight? Where's this where the outside give me you know give me the earth i thought you were gonna say well i'm one step one day closer to living outside might as well embrace it now <laughs> maybe i'll kick you in the balls more stansbury show right around the corner hey nine welcome back to the stansbury show on rock 1069 coming up at 845 i got huge star wars news okay pretty excited all right Actually, and then I have a an issue some, about something else star wars related Jeez. where i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to yell at young people okay I'll try not to yell so much, all right? Do a little voice raised, maybe. Not so much yelling. 
lot of Star Wars news. A lot of stuff. Five. There was a lot of Trump stuff in the news the last couple of days too. Like, as a matter of fact, it was a, it was made public yesterday. The most retweeted tweets of tw- uh, uh, 2017. And dude, your boy Trump wasn't on the list. Like, dude, Barack Obama was on it three times. And Trump wasn't on it once, and I was like, oh, dude, this is going to put a hair across his ass. Oh, no question. Like, he's no going to be fired up about this, right? No question. And it really did, and it kind of fizzled out, right? And then I found another couple of Trump stories that I feel like are easier to relate to this program than, like, the most retweeted and most liked the novel. Okay. Right? All right. I don't really, I mean, dude, I, I, I'm on Twitter at Sansbury Show. I probably don't tweet enough. I probably don't tweet as well as some other people. Or maybe about, you know, I'm probably a little too open. Well, I mean, you can't debate the fact of whether Twitter was or was not a an important piece of the presidency no, of no, no, Donald no. Trump yeah. is 100. Um, percent And one of the things that over the past week that the stories kind of like surprised me a little bit. Um, they were talking about um, the uh, the guilty plea by Michael Flynn, former national security advisor. And Trump tweeted something out about it. I wasn't necessarily surprised by that. No, what, I I mean, surpri- what I was surprised by is they claimed that it was his lawyer yeah, that I saw authored that. that tweet. And for for President Trump to come out and say, like, hey, somebody else was essentially tweeting for me, that throw I feel like that's like a big discredit for like his I come straight to the people. Right, right. That's that's been the point of him having the Twitter is that he can bypass the mainstream media and what's in his head is now in yours because you got to read it, you got to see it, you, you know, and now it's all of a sudden, dude, you've got your lawyer tweeting things out for you. Well, I I think you're burying the lead. Okay. I think it, 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 for me in that whole thing. This is the tweet that you don't want to be like that, right. that I wrote. Right. This is the tweet right. that's like, "Hey, I didn't write that." The one. This one. This one. Right. Like, that's what I... To me, that was the bigger issue in that whole story. Fair. But no, this is a little bit more playful with the president. Okay? Because okay. we get a, we get accused sometimes of jumping up and down on the president. Right? And I don't really feel like we're guilty of it. I know but, we're not. But I know... No, no, no. Not as guilty as you would, would like us to be. And I think there are people... Who are so in his camp that just anytime you question anything, they they just they, they now like dislike you, and I find that to be unfortunate. But I really don't feel like we jump up and down on him. No. And so instead of like you know the Flynn thing and the Roy Moore thing and all that, I figured this was going to be a better way for us to talk about the president being in the news. Okie dokie. Okay? And this is all about his diet. Okay. Okay. Because we do this with me a lot, where we do like kind of expose what I eat and what I don't eat, and like what's what's good for you, what's not, and geez, how much can he do, and what's this, right? And so I've got not one but two different stories about Trump's diet: one from Men's Health and one from Cleveland.com. All right. So we'll start with his four with his favorite foods. This was from Men's Health, and it reads. Like a list of regular Americans' favorite foods. Okay. All right? Pizza is one of Trump's favorite foods. Remember, he did pizza commercials for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. The stuffed crust. Pe- oh, like, yeah. They got Trump to do those. I totally forgot about that. But yeah, yeah he did. Okay. He did those. He's a big Diet Coke person. He likes Diet Coke. 
Okay. Now, I don't really mess with the diet sodas. I've been trying to, I, although I did have soda over the weekend. It was so good. I've been trying to stay away from soda because it's just, dude, it's bad for you. My whole thing with drinking pop is that, like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. It's like, why would I half-ass drinking pop where they talk about, like, well, when you really get down to it, those fake artificial sweeteners are just as bad for you as regular sweeteners? I'm like, well, then why don't I just drink a well, Coke as opposed to a diet? I've heard that, but I've heard those, is it, I know the dr- or the, I know the sugar's called Stevia, but there's a brand of sodas called Zevia. That has that stuff in it, and they say that they're really good. I've never had one, but they say it's no sugar, no calories, supposed to be pretty good. But as far as like the mainstreams go, like what am I? Wasting yeah, my as time far with as that stuff Coke goes, for? just drink a regular Coke. That's how I would feel about it. Another thing on Trump's big list of foods he loves is McDonald's, and I actually have, and we'll end, we'll we'll move into this here in a little while. I have his typical order at McDonald's. Okay, we'll get into that. That's the story that came from Cleveland.com. Okay. I um I will align myself with President Trump on this one, dude. So many people want to hate on McDonald's all the time. Ah, McDonald's, gross. Ah, it sucks. Blah 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 blah, dude. Billions and billions and served, dude. Your boy, you can catch him at the one on. Uh, what is it? Fr- no, Raff Road, right there. Yeah, dude, I'll be there. As long as it's not the one downtown. Like I stopped going there all together. Ice cream machine's broken. I stopped going there all together because every okay. time, I, every time I pulled out of there, I was just like, "Dude, what am I doing here?" Ordering food should not give me anxiety. Like this place just <laughs> makes me nuts. And so I was like, "Gotta get out of there." The number one thing on Trump's list of food that he likes is KFC. Apparently, he gets down with the bucket. Gets down like with the it. bucket. I like it. He gets down. KFC is delicious. Delicious, dude. I remember this was on the so campaign good. trail where people were like, I mean, they were constantly on him because, dude, like he was like, dude, I love this food. This is what America eats. This is what I eat. I mean, dude, you give me some extra crispy or that Nashville hot's delicious. I haven't dude. had that. Good stuff, dude. Good stuff. I like KFC. I love it. Sandwich I'll be honest with you. Good. All right, you know why I don't go there a lot? Why is that? To ours. Why is that? If you go up on top, this is a weird thing about me, okay? But it has nothing to do with the restaurant. It's purely location. Okay. Okay? I will go out of my way to where if I go into an establishment to get something, I don't care what it is, food, gas, whatever. If I have to make a left turn out of there to go where I want, I'm not doing it. Especially there. That's a really hard left-hand turn. That's a hard left turn right there. It is, dude. Now, you can pull out the backside of the parking lot, go up the street, go up two more streets, turn right, and then you get a light. But that's doing a lot of stuff. So a lot of times, I'll want KFC, drive by, and go, nah, I'm not doing it. Luckily, I live west of it now, so I can turn right. And honestly, now that I live there, I do get KFC more more often. 100% I do. Wow. Probably eat it more. I hate making left turns out of places. I hate it. So we have Trump's here. We have his his typical order at McDonald's. And dude, this is nuts. Like, not for me. Right? But for most of you, this is a lot of food. Yeah, considering that Stansberry has eaten, uh, what are those now, Cavalier's Value Box Meals, which are essentially like family packs of food. That's not a family pack. That's a, that's a, that is a lie perpetrated against the American people. Yeah. That is it's, a lie. It's, it's two Big Macs, two cheeseburgers, ten chicken nuggets, and four small french fries. That's for a family. That's how I'm telling <laughs> that's you. That's for a family. That's for two people max. I don't know where they're getting family. I feel like they need a dictionary. <laughs> but Don- Donald Trump's typical order at McDonald's is two Big Macs, two filet of fish, and a chalk and a chocolate malted. If this math is right, that's twenty five hundred calories. Wow! In a sitting, that's a day's worth of food. More than a day's worth of food. Like I try when I'm dieting, I try to stay at eighteen hundred calories. I try to eat six times a day, 
And by eat, I mean three. You get three shakes, three meals, six hour, or three hours apart. Everything under 500 calories per serving, 600, 650 at the most, and you stay under 1,800 for the day. And that's how I lose. And if I do that and work out twice a week, I can lose about 25 pounds in a month. You, I mean, you'll shed it. But two Big Macs, two filet of fish, and, and a chocolate shake, 2,400 calories. Now, I'm some idiot morning guy at Rock 106.9. My health doesn't matter. I keel over dead in here tomorrow, get ready to say hi to Kid Chris. Like, like that, that's what's going to happen. Right. But a president? Um, I mean, are people going to start to be concerned about the stuff that they eat? Like, look, in this country years ago, it was like tawdry if we found out. And as a matter of fact, Obama dealt with this a lot. Oh, my God, the president smokes cigarettes. What kind of public figure are you? What kind of example are you are to, to the children of America if you smoke cigarettes? I think there's an argument to be made, um, and when Chris Christie was running, I, I, I've heard people make this argument before of like, dude, if you can't take care of your own body, if you can't take care of yourself, and you can't at least like have some sort of like self-control when it comes to what you eat and your weight, how am I going to expect you to have self-control when it comes to the national budget? You know what I mean? Like... I don't. Yeah, I... Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I mean, not saying yeah. that's my argument I'm making, but I've heard that argument for sure. I think they're different. But impulse is right. part of that. I mean, I, I think they are different, but impulse will be part of that. I'm being asked, what's the difference in caffeine and sugar? What's the difference in caffeine and sugar between a soda and like a mocha caramel frappuccino? Oh, dude, those those coffee drinks is like, dude, you might as well open a bag of sugar and like just down it in your throat. As far as I, I don't know, I don't drink a lot of that kind of stuff. Like I'm a black coffee drinker, maybe a little cream, little light sugar, but I'm not gonna drink mocha frappuccinos and like any of that. Like, dude, at that point, just go get a milkshake. That's not even coffee, if you ask me. At that point, I think that there is going to be something in this where a lot of Americans are gonna walk away hearing that this is what he eats and go, "Oh my God, he's just like me!" Right? This is one of those things that will lend himself to the American people. And that maybe if he wasn't so polarizing on everything else, that this would have been one of those things where it'd been like, ah, maybe the guy's not the worst, right? I think this could have helped him. But given the fact that there's everything else, I, I I think he loses out on that ability to pick up, you know, pieces of points over like these everyday American, you know, things that we do. That's a lot of food, man. And now I want to eat it. Two Big Macs. See where he's screwing up. Although the buns on the fillet of fish are the best. Oh yeah. Because I was gonna say maybe just oh, take yeah. the, the take the fillet off, put it in the Big Mac. They uh, but they, the bun they use for that fillet of fish is so good. The tartar sauce, that oh. American cheese on it. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, that sandwich is totally Kid Rock, and for some reason it's amazing. I love that thing. Interesting. A local woman out of Maslin. Her random act of kindness has gone viral. We'll give you her story. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We have 400 tickets. Shortly, you'll have them. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. That show in July, Blossom Music Center, they're bringing Whitesnake and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin uh, all part of that. That's going to be a damn good show. Yeah, that's uh, hit after hit after hit there. I yeah, mean, it's constant that one. Dude, I got to tell you, Whitesnake may be a little underrated. They might be a little underrated. Like, people are going to be shocked by this, but they released an album. I think it was like, it's been a little while now because it's like 2017, but I think it was like 2000, 
2010 to 2012, somewhere in there, White Snake released an album, and it was really good. Like, really good. I think a lot of stuff from the <clears throat> from the White Snake era, um, it has a really hard time being taken as credible nowadays, just because it all feels the so hair cheesy, and it all cheese. feels so corny, and it feels the so... The videos were, yeah, didn't do anybody I, any, any favors. Now, like back then, they were like, oh my god, look at that. But like now, you look back on it, you're like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, it, they established themselves as like a huge band, so it did something for somebody. But you look back at it now, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest, man. That that Tony Katane dancing on the car, though, like that. I mean, how many records did that sell? I mean, thousands, millions, I bet. They were good, man. Yeah. Coverdale. How many cars did that sell? I wonder. Craig Wakeham, if you're listening, bro. Just get Tony Katane out there dancing on hoods. She ain't doing nothing. I'm telling you, in today's day and age and climate, I'm thinking that's probably not the best Good idea. call. Good call. This Stick climate. with Sansbury. Good call. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll handle it. Remember when Tony Katane, didn't she beat up a, like a, an Indian's picture with a shoe? Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I forget his name now. Um, But yeah, no, she was dating a guy, and yeah, she kicked his ass with a shoe. Like she beat his ass. I forgot about it. There's a local story here that News, uh, News Channel 5 caught up with where a Maslin woman, Erin Wise, decided she was going to do something nice for somebody else, and now it has gone pretty you know, viral locally, right? And Erin uh, Wise out of Maslin is getting a lot of attention. We have a piece of audio here from News Channel 5. We'll let you take a listen. We just try to pay it forward as much as we possibly can. Erin Wise's family is embracing the holiday spirit. We're really trying to teach our kids kindness. Um, we do an act of kindness every day in December. Good for you. We, it's a good mom. You know, we're trying to tell them that to be kind to each other, not to get anything in return. So this is way overwhelming for us. Why saw two Stark County deputies in line to get dinner recently at a Canton restaurant. Chipotle she was there. ahead of them and okay. paid for their dinners. It was on the same day she was told her four-year-old son, Tegan's cancer, appeared to have returned. Okay, now think about that. Okay, I want you to think about it. Now, I don't have kids, okay? And so it's kind of hard for me to interject myself into this mindset. But a lot of you listening do have children. And I want you to think about that. That the thing that you care about more than anything in the world, the thing that you would go out of your way to protect no matter what, you find out cancer's return. And still in that day, that day, right after that, you still have the capacity to think about other people. I got to tell you, Aaron Wise out of Maslin, that's impressive. And I, I guess a part of the thing that enters my mind is that, like, you know, having kids is expensive, period, but you throw a serious oh, illness. You throw, right, 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 Oof. right, right. And it just, to me, in my mind, I'm like, well, dude, I wouldn't have done that just because I would have been so concerned about money that day and like, oh, my God, how are we going to pay for all these treatments? I'm going to buy Barbacola for this dude? Right, exactly. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's what would have caused my, like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this. I hate to admit it, probably me too. They're telling you it's very curative, it's very curable, but, you know, it does tend to come back. Well, Tegan is the lucky star who gets to have his cancer come back regularly. The deputies learned that during her act of random kindness, she was dealing with her own heartache. Getting ready to pay for it, and that's when the cashier had told us that it had already been paid for. I didn't know what to do. I was like, wow, and then we just wanted to say thank you to her. Aaron left before... Doesn't that happen to cops pretty often? I'm not uh, trying to, like, diminish it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I would assume okay. every cop's had it happen. Well, see, now that's why I do it when I see cops sometimes, because I feel like maybe it doesn't. Um, so I'd be interested to find that out. I know this, I'll do this a lot at, um, that's a wrap, right? That's, like, one of my favorite places to have lunch in Canton. 
and it's always really fast. It's normally affordable, but it's busy, like because because of how good and how you know affordable it is. And so when you'll go in there, though, you'll see like a who's who of Canton in there, though. Like the mayor's in there a lot. Like I know a lot of your charge guys are in there a lot. Um, and do you see a lot of cops in there? And so every once in a while, dude, I'll just buy their lunch and then move forward before, you know, they even know. And it's because well, you and I view this different. I feel like people probably don't do that enough for them. That's interesting that you think well, that they maybe uh, do. Uh, enough. I mean, you could make the argument that a, a officer of What's the law, enough? right, deserves a free meal everywhere he goes. And I think that's, you could have some sort of argument there. I was just, I, to me, it was just a little bit from be like, oh my gosh, I would think, I think this happens. Now, they're not the same job, but I, I'll, you can kind of put them in the same circle. I bet this happens for military members more than it does cops. Okay. Is what Karen left before deputies could get her name. They wanted to return the favor, so they posted a picture with her to Facebook. They got her name that way, and that's where the story takes another turn. The deputies invited Aaron's family, including Tegan, to breakfast with Santa and to their shop with a sheriff program. Oh, nice. To go through a time like that and still then have the, to be that kind, to be like, I'm going to to purchase their their meal, I I just felt personally that we should somehow pay that back. I, I think she is an example of just of kindness and i think that's something that can reach out not just at the holiday seasons but for the entire year i hope it's just no matter what's going on in your world there's always a way to pay it forward to somebody else i mean and as little as it can be i mean i just bought a burrito or two it wasn't anything serious it was just enough to like a 15 dollar order you know, i hope that other people will see no matter what's going on with you it's I needed the joy that night. In Maslin, Paul Kiska, News 5. You know, she brings up an interesting thing there at the end of that, where it's like she got terrible news that day, that something is awful, like an awful disease is attacking her child, and she just needed to feel good, and so she did something nice for somebody else, and it will do that. Like, it's surprising how, I mean, people don't realize that sometimes, is that it really will do, it'll make, it'll give you a more positive outlook on the world. Now, it goes away. The next day, you're right back to being who you are. And that's why people say you got to constantly kind of be doing this kind of stuff because it'll help you stay in that mindset. But I, again, Aaron Wise, I, I got to give it to you. I, I mean, to find out your, 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 your child's cancer comes back that day and to still have the capacity to think about other human beings and to care for them in that moment versus going in, versus internalizing and going, how do I just make sure my kid's okay? I just, I, I got to be honest with you. I think, that's, I think that's moral fiber maybe that I lack. And I felt like she deserved a little bit of a pat on the back for that because that was, to me, was an impressive story. Star Wars fans, I got a couple of pieces of information that's going to make you really, really happy. And then I'm going to have to yell at you, some of you Star Wars fans and video game players, over something that you did next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have uh, 400 tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. If you missed anything this morning, podcast at WRQK.com. I have to thank all of you guys, by the way, that uh, those podcast numbers are steadily increasing every single month, and we appreciate that. That uh, that makes management very, very happy. Hey, uh, I always mention when we talk about podcast listeners, you guys are something special to us in the sense of I appreciate anybody that listens in any capacity I do, um, but you know, you're in the car, and it's like, all oh, right, well, Sands Ray Show, it's the least sucky thing. Uh, the internet's got a lot of really good stuff on it, and the fact that you you know, find us on it and, and you spend your time listening to us, it is uh, greatly, yeah, greatly I do like appreciated. That. I do really like that. And those numbers have been increasing every single month, and that's uh, that's good. That's what you want to see is growth, right? We like it. Download that iHeartRadio app. Exactly. Yeah. 
So my nerd boner. Okay. Raging. I mean, it's raging right now. Okie dokie. Because in eight days, we get the new Star Wars movie. Ah. The Last Jedi. Very excited about The Last Jedi. All right. Now, you know, there are issues with this, you know, thing. People can, you know, talk about Kylo Ren. He's too emo and this and that. But it's like, ultimately, dude, this stuff is for, like, the wonderment of children. And so if, like, the, the new Darth Vader doesn't totally put the, you know, the chills down my spine, I feel like that's okay. Right? He was a little emo and a little bit, you know, he's a little weird. But, like, ultimately, dude, that movie, I, I felt like The Force Awakens was a damn good movie. Okay. I saw that one, I think. Um, it was the first one of the Disney movies. So this is a continuation of, of that. Of, of, of the, the true Star Wars, like, line, right? The true, it's not like right. Rogue One. Okay. Right. Rogue One was the outside. God, it's so confusing. No, it's dude. honestly, it even for a hardcore fan like me, it's convoluted. It really is. All right. But we're getting a Star Wars-themed hotel down in Disney in Florida now. I believe this is next year they're planning on opening this. So you'll have a Millennium Falcon in there. Like, they're going to, like, the whole thing, like, a lot of it will look like the cantina from Mos Eisley. And, like, it's going to be completely Star Wars-themed. Now, I'm going to this for sure. Because I get that, and there's really good golf right there, and so I feel like, all right, now I got a, now I got a couple of good reasons to go and like check this out. Hey, I'm just a single dude staying in this Star Wars hotel. Don't give me a cross eye. Um, I will. Uh, a date. I will. Uh, I will give a huge tip of the hat to Disney. Um, they when they bought Star Wars for four billion dollars, which is the steal Stole of the it. century, four billion, Stole which it. is the steal of the century. Stole it. Um, they decided like, yo, we want to be able pr- to print money, and if four billion dollars is the is the licensing fee of doing that, good for them. Um, because uh, you've got this, you know, the toys ma- alone. They're making this big Star Wars hotel. I know they're doing like you know more and more Star Wars stuff in the theme parks and stuff like that. And over at Universal, they put all their chips. In on Avatar, and it's like, guys, it is very, very clear to see who won this one. Not even close. Yeah, Avatar's a crap movie. Like, we're, you know what I mean? I know it made a bunch of money, but Star Wars always makes a bunch of money. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's cool, and I definitely want to go and check that out. And I thought that this was cool, and these you can actually see at facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. I posted this up there. Where Columbia, the outdoor company. Yeah is releasing three jackets that look exactly like the stuff that was worn by Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Princess Leia Organa. Uh, they don't call her princess anymore. Leia Organa. Okay. In The Empire Strikes Back. So you can get Han's jacket from Empire Strikes Back, which any guy my age will tell you, I don't know what it was about that jacket, but Han just looked cool. Like, you just look cool in it, and now you can have it. They're going to go live at Columbia.com, and I'm looking at it right now. One day, 15 hours, and 12 minutes from right now, 12, 8, 17, you'll be able to buy these three jackets. They will be $400 a piece, and it will be limit five per customer, so people can't like buy a ton and then sell them online or like resell. Okay? But they say, expect for these to be very difficult to get your hands on. I got to tell you, dude, I know it sounds crazy. Okay. But I'm going to try my damnedest to get a $400 Han Solo Empire Strikes Back jacket. I am. I'm totally going to do it. Like, the thing looks sweet. Like, I know you don't really you don't really Star Wars. Yeah. But it's the one in the middle right there. Okay. Um, I'm doing it. It just kind of looks don't like... Don't piss on my parade, it dude. It just kind of looks like a jacket to me. I hate you. It, just, it does. It looks like it would just be like a normal blue jacket with a fur hood. Now, the Luke Skywalker one really looks like... 
the thing from the movie, but I don't know, dude. Like, again, you ask guys my age, Luke was always, you're probably not even allowed to use this word anymore, but it's always a little queer, which, dude, means odd, by the way. That's what that word means. So don't freak out because that's odd's totally okay. You're allowed to call somebody odd, just so you know. That's what that word means. And so I, I, I don't want that. But a Han Solo parka, 400 bucks, dude, I'm doing it. Like, if I can get my hands on this tomorrow, it's happening. So get ready for a distracted Stansbury tomorrow during the program, because I'm going to be on Columbia's website trying to make this happen. Now, Star Wars fans, i got to sit you down a little bit, because you ruined something. And maybe it's not even true to the heart Star Wars fans. Maybe it's video game fans. But they released that video game, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and it's awesome. Like, honestly, since I got it, I have not played Call of Duty not once since I got it. Wow. And it completely knocked me off of Call of Duty. Like, it's so very good. But it's very hard. Like, it takes forever to earn all the stuff you want for all the characters. And on top of that, there's like 600 characters in there that you can, like, upgrade and, like, all this stuff. And so listen to this, Phantom. People bitched so much online about how hard the video game was. EA put out a statement the other day and like dice who's the company that actually like made the game they, they did the, a, a co-statement that said we have heard your concerns about how difficult the game is and this was actually yesterday so when you play today you'll see we have increased the amount of credits you get for for playing the game and sure enough i went home and i wanted to see they like doubled it to make like this dude guys dude i saw the people who were tweeting in it's not 10 year olds this was grown men bitching about the difficulty of a video game and shout out to the times that we live in where they can change it like back in the day they couldn't well, change mike tyson's do. punch out cartridge there was no changing that yeah i mean until they put out that next generation of, of cartridges but where they, it's like they right. released an update yesterday it patches right into your game and changes it and dude what a bunch of sissies like we're dude we're complaining video games are too hard um you mentioned that it's not a bunch of 10 year olds it's a bunch of grown men I wonder what that breakdown is nowadays. Is it more kids or more adults playing video, video games? Video games? I bet it's I bet it's a closer split than what you think it is. I know a lot of game developers will tell you their target audience is over the age of twenty five. You got to think about it, man. They have the money. Yeah. It's like so you're a kid and you want it, but are your parents going to buy it? Where a twenty five year old's got the expendable income, can buy it. But you guys complained about a video. Dude, think about that. Dude, if a video game's too hard for you, what is life going to be? Your boss isn't going to give you more credits because you're complaining about how hard it is. What a bunch of sissies you guys are. I don't get that. I just, I, w- I was shocked. First, for me, it's if the game, Phantom, maybe I'm crazier. But if the game's harder and it takes me longer to get through it, aren't I getting more game for my money? They're not making it, like, unbeatable, right? No. I mean, it's doable. It's just hard. Yes. Yes. You're getting more hours of play out of it. I'm I getting more playability for my money, which ultimately is giving me a better bargain. Set aside the fact that it's three games built in one because you, you get a vehicles-only mode. You get heroes versus villains mode, which Call of Duty can't give you. And then you get the standard modes. It's three games built into one for your 60 bucks, and it was hard. It was the best value on the market for video games. And you guys ruined it. Because that's who we are now. What do you want, a participation trophy for buying it, you puss? What a bunch of sissies you guys are. There's something happening in malls and other countries that needs to happen right here. 
for the holiday shopping. I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. WRQK.com. Miss anything this morning? Podcast right there. Uh, Phantom, the video game community after me. Okay. They're all pissed at me because they think I have this story wrong about Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I don't. Okay. I don't have it wrong. Okay? When the game first came out, you could spend real money. Microtransactions is what it's called in video games. And I would agree that microtransactions have kind of ruined video games. If I buy the game, make it hard, make it unlockable, yes. Asking me to pay more money on top of what I've already paid, that gets a little tricky, not wild about it. And everybody complained about that, and Star Wars said fine, or EA, whoever, said fine. We're going to get rid of the pay to unlock thing, but you still have to accumulate points to unlock the players. And then... That that ended a week and a half ago for those people telling me I have my story wrong. And now it's still difficult to unlock these players. And so now people are complaining that it takes too long. They're complaining about the hours you would have to put in front of the game. I think it's like something like 4,500 hours you would have to put in front of it to unlock everything. Well, what's the last game where you unlocked everything? I can tell you this. I had the game since the day it came out. I have not played anywhere near 4,500 hours. First of all, the game comes unlocked. With Han Solo, Kylo Ren, I believe Boba Fett, and there's a few others. Yoda, already unlocked, I believe. I've had the game a week and a half or whatever it's been. I already have Vader. I already have Luke. I don't know what you guys are complaining about. Like, it only takes too many credits. It is, I will say this, it is a longer upgrade than most other video games. But to me, they what they did is they've given me playability for my money. Yeah, I mean, 4,500 hours divided by 365 days, you'd be playing 12-hour days for an entire year to unlock everything. But, like, I don't know. I mean, how long are you supposed to play video games for? Like, is there, like, a, well, the shelf life is... I would admit that it's a little high for the upgrades, but the complaining to get it changed is just, to me, is part of a participation trophy mentality, where now video games are too hard for you. Like, guys, come on. The microtransactions, I'll give you that. The pay-for-play inside of it, I'm not wild about that. But the game should be hard. I feel like with anything else, if you want special content, you're going to have to pay for it. To work for it. Well, I mean, so why not video games? I don't understand why that's against the rules. Like, dude, if, 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 like I've said this before, if I want the special edition, you know, director's cut Star Wars Blu-ray, that's going to be more expensive. Why I don't like it as a gamer is... Dude, I'm single, no kids, you know, whatever. I can pull out my debit card and buy everything on Star Wars, on that game. But the kid down the street who's poor and parents can't, he's at a complete disadvantage playing the game. You are. But if you make it unlockable, the disadvantage for me is fine as long as somebody's putting the effort in to play it. That, you lose all credibility when you start saying, Man, I gotta tell you, it's pretty hard. Oh, no, it's pretty hard. They ended the microtransactions things almost immediately. They were like, all right, you know what? We, we were wrong on this. Let's change it. They ended that. But arguing the fact that you need more credits because, because the game's too hard to unlock your favorite players, it comes, half, dude, half the players are unlocked when you get it. And like I said, dude, I already have Vader. I already have Luke and somebody else I unlocked already too. It's not that hard. The game's hard if you suck at it. It's not that difficult. I just can't believe I've lived long enough where people are complaining about how hard video games are. 
Like, jeez, I've never seen a more sissified attitude towards something in my entire life. You're a crybaby. If you're bitching about Star Wars Battlefront 2 being too hard, first of all, I've never heard a more first world problem in my life. And you're also one of the biggest crybabies alive. I saw this, Fantone. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. Okie dokie. A mall in England, from across the pod there, is looking to make our shopping experience less stressful during the holidays. All right. And I think that that's important. This time of year freaks everybody out. Everybody just loses their mind. The stress is through the roof. You start fighting with people in Walmart parking lots. It's terrible. Well, there's no better example on the face of the planet than Belden Village. Uh, You get Belden Village in December. uh, First of all, everyone turns into an awful driver. That's true year-round, but in particular, it's compounded in December. I mean, people just lose. It's it's, it's even snow on the ground right now. People are still losing all, like, normal, like, you know, uh, thinking skills when it comes to driving. You get close to Belden Village, two exits before and two exits after. We're all terrible. And then you so, yeah, did you actually go into that mall? No, thank you. No, thanks. No, thank you. I, I've, I, I always say about building between 11 and 5, I don't even do. Don't even ask me. I'm not even going anywhere near it. I just it's it just the driving over there just gives me anxiety, freaks me out. But what this mall in England does or did is they made a special lane in the mall All right. for shoppers to get their stuff done super fast. They've made a fast walking lane in the mall. It runs 720 feet down the mall's main passageway. Okay. They're hoping this will decrease the anger over slow walking, especially since research finds mall walking speeds actually decrease during the holidays. Of course. I have bitched about this in the mall for years, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to come up with this, you know. But it's like you're walking down the thing, and people are just stopping right in front of these stores, like looking around, looking in the glass. It's like, guys, you don't know people are behind you. Like there's something about that where it's like when I'm walking, get out of the way. Like I, I just I'm a fast walker. I am. I'm one of those guys. Like I know where I'm going. I I don't go to the mall to walk around. I go in there to get something done. And it's like, I, I'm for this. But the problem is, is that I think this is one of those things that makes a ton of sense on paper, but then in practicality and in, and in application, it falls apart because how are you going to stop kids from like running across the mall? Yeah. And like, it's just, it, it's one of those things that's barroom logic that's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think if nothing else, will it be perfect? No, but it opens up at least a lane of like opportunity for this to, for this to go right. I, um, I'll tell you where I, this, they need this is the grocery store. I, I, well, I, I think, but that's a part of the, that's a part of the reason why you're not going to see this though is because like at the end of the day the mall the grocery store whatever stores are in there whatever whatever you know companies are are sporting their wares there they want you to putz around they want you to spend time in there they want you to slow everything down because at that point you're going to start throwing more crap into your cart you're going to start spending more stuff on your you know put more stuff on your credit card um so i would think that places you know that sell stuff are going to be like no we don't want to give you we don't want to give you the easy out of our building like a loop yeah we don't we don't want we don't want you to to we want you to stop and look at Foot Locker and be like, oh, dude, those new LeBrons, those are pretty sweet. Eh, you know what? Screw yeah, it, I'm doing it. Well, window shopping is what it's. Right. I mean, that's what the term. And but I, I'll be honest with you, like a highway system might not be the be- like the worst idea. Like like, right like, like like a rampway where you like where you can do the loop and then you get off at an exit. Like you walk another 500 feet and then like there's like Gazooks and whatever is off that exit. 
And you know what I mean? And then you get down right there and then those, like, that might not be a terrible system. I, I don't know if it will stop window shopping, but, you know, any significant, like, decrease in it is going to be a problem. But at the same time, you got to look at it in the sense of, all right, well, let's say we lose, you know, and made up numbers here. Let's say we lose a million dollars a year because people aren't window shopping anymore. Wow. Are you going to gain, yeah. are you going to gain that two million dollars a year though? Because now people who were, who were hesitant to come to the mall, now they're like, okay, well, you know what? I will go to the mall. They're now. not going to just go to the mall just because you have the fast lane. The window yeah. shoppers were going to be there anyway, right? right? And right. so, like, that's probably why you cater to them ultimately. Mark tweets in and says, I get worse road rage in stores than I do on the road. It's really bad. I got to agree. I'm sort of this way too. You know what really bothers me in the store? And I get it. If I was a parent, I would totally do it. But letting your four year old push the cart. Like, guys, come on. They can't push the thing properly. I'm stuck there behind you. I just want to get some get some chicken and get the hell out of here. But there's your kid pushing the cart down the thing. It makes me crazy. Like, also, when people send their kids into the store to pay for things, oh, 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 oh the worst. And honestly, I get it. It's cute. They're, they're turning into little adults. But I got to tell you, it's making the rest of us absolutely crazy. We do have some foreigner tickets. They're playing in July. They're bringing White Snake and also Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin. Let's uh, send caller twenty five right now one eight hundred two four three seven six two five on those and more Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. Good morning, the Stansberry Show or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station, Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Online at wrqk.com. And still have some charge tickets we'll pass out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Can't charge. Uh, taking the floor tonight out in Texas. Hopefully they can uh, you know, get the ship righted. Not only that, did you see this? Where apparently LeBron, D-Wade, yeah. and J.R. Smith went to LeBron's kids' basketball game? Yeah. Dude, imagine that. Like, your kid's probably used to it. But now you're on the opposing team playing and there's three NBA like stars watching that game go down. I would have to be a little bit nervous. That would be a little bit nerve-wracking, oh, I, yeah. I would guess, right? Yeah, no doubt. Especially I mean, since one of the players is the best player in the world. I mean, you know, knowing that you're going to go take on LeBron's son's team would, would be, be intimidating. But yeah, having him be in the audience right there, man, I can I can only imagine. Um, speaking of Cavaliers and, uh, and attending games, uh, Cavs night in Canton that is all going down on the 15th. Uh, you got the screen team's going to be down there. The Cavaliers girls are going to be down there. And I'm not sure which, but uh, multiple Cavaliers legends will be on hand uh, to take selfies, to sign autographs, oh, cool. to do the whole thing. Plus, you get a, uh, a pretty dope um, Cavaliers throwback T-shirt. And uh, tickets available, cantoncharge.com. I'm glad you reminded me of that. A good friend of mine works for GB Artwork, one of those T-shirt yeah. companies. Yeah. And they want to do something with the radio station for Cavs Night. At the charge game. Okay. And so I got to get her some pricing today. So okay. I'm glad you reminded me of that. They would like to do an event with us, which, of course, we'd be happy to do. I found this story out of Memphis, Tennessee. All right. And this is a little sad. And I think it's a little wrong. All right. But a Memphis couple, their dog went missing. Right. So they did what people do. You know, here's the sign. Here it is on Facebook. Please share. We can do all that. Right, right, right. I mean, not much else you can do is, you know, your, your hands are tied at that point. Just right. hope you find the thing. The dog dug underneath the fence and then, like, you know, booked it, right? right? So they looked all over for it, couldn't find it. So they offered up $500 for the safe return of their dog. Okay? 
And I know that sounds like a lot of money, but if, dude, if you're a dog person, you know, it's like, well, dude, I just want my dog back, right? And like, you know what I mean? You'd be willing to do it. And it, you got to give people incentive not to just give your dog to their kid for Christmas, right? Like okay. you got to give people an incentive. I, I think it's sad that you have to, but I mean, welcome, welcome to planet Earth. I'm always telling you, human beings are more bad than they are good, right? But they got a break because a few days later, someone said, "Hey, man, I saw your dog Stanley with some dude in this park, right? This this famous park over by Memphis." Okay. The man was asking people, "Is this your dog? Is this your dog? Whatever." Nobody said yes, so we took it. The man had the dog for about a week and then got together with the people who were looking for the dog, right? So he calls back and says, hey, look, I found your dog. And then says, are you willing to negotiate the reward? They were offering 500 The guy felt like it wasn't enough. He says, I want $1,000. Essentially holding them hostage for another $500. I guess the guy was a Midtown security guard at a fire station. And he essentially then, I guess the dog was misbehaving and gave it back to him for the original 500 But he tried to extort another $500 out of these people to give them their dog back. And I just thought to myself, like, what a scam. Like, what a scam. It's almost like dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like that movie. But, I mean, I got to imagine in that moment, you're going to find people in, like, weakness who would give you the money. Yeah. In the movie Seven Psychopaths, Christopher Walken was doing the same thing or comparable thing where he was, like, stealing dogs and then, you know, going and being like, oh, hey, I found your dog. Where's was that, that $500? Yeah. Seven Psychopaths was really good. I'm not sure um, I've ever seen that. That, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that new three billboards movies, much in the same vein and a lot of the same actors. But no, I'd recommend Seven Psychopaths to you and very, very comparable to this. I want to see that. Yeah. That dude was just. You know, exploiting people's weakness for their pet, and it's a decent business plan, right? I mean, people are going to like, you know, I, I God, I just want that dog back. Yeah, I would probably. I gotta admit, like, I don't own a dog right now, and it's one of it's one of the things about my life right now that I'm uh, that I'm not really happy about. I just miss having a dog. Can't wait to go to Vegas and see my brother's dog. And um, you could get me here. Like, you could extort me for a lot of things. I'd be like, release it. I don't care. I've lived an embarrassing life. Most people know my embarrassing stories. I don't care. But if you wanted to extort me for an extra 500 bucks for my dog, you could totally get me for that. I would be such a sucker for that. We do have those charge tickets. We'll pass them out to end the program. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We have charge tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. You're not working again tonight at that Christmas bar, huh? I am not. I am not. Your boy's got to get home and take a nap, dude. I, uh, I, 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 I'm very happy to be working there. New uh, that Christmas bar located right there on West Tusnets next to TDs and 77 is kind of the intersection right there. Uh, but your boy's exhausted, man. I didn't get out of there last night till like 1230. Uh, by the time I get home and like you know lie oh, down that's and late. close your eyes, all of a sudden that's it's late. like that alarm's going off two and a half hours later. Son of a bitch. Like the other day, I took like a three and a half 
half hour nap in the middle of the day. Right. And I normally don't nap a lot, but like that, so that's a long nap, you know what I mean? And so it kept me up later that night, and I went to bed at like 11.30. And even still, that next morning I woke up, and even though I got three and a half hours in the middle of the day, I still felt like, Jesus, that was not enough sleep. Um, A lot of people have asked me, like, you know, dude, like, you work, you have a full-time job, and you already have a second job, and you already kind of have a third job. Are you still Ubering a lot? Uh, No, I haven't in a while, just because because I've been so busy, number one. And number two, I found better ways to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, dude, I forget. I always forget you have the job with the Canton Charge. I've got the job with the Canton Charge. I mean, I do Ohio Championship Wrestling. And and like this now, people are like, why why, why are you working so much, bro? Uh, I got some major purchases coming up, I guess I'll say. When are you going to be ready to tell that story? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know when the when the trigger moment will be. Probably when things are a little bit more official. Okay. It's not like a wedding ring or anything. It's not that. But yeah, Phantom's my girlfriend's ready. heart. Just oh my god, what do you mean? No, Phantom's getting ready to make a make a big life decision. Better you than me, bro. Did you hear about this? I don't want to give out the name. All right. Because I'm 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 going to take issue. But a major pizza chain yeah. is announcing that they're going to start to deliver beer and wine with their food order. Okay. I feel like uh, that's all right. They're going to start testing beer and wine delivery in certain cities. They say they're, uh, we're, we're excited to offer the convenience of beer and wine delivery to a customer's house. I'll be honest with you. Pizza and beer do kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Like, it's almost crazy that this isn't a bigger deal yeah. around some other places. I know, like, Uber Eats will do it for you. Like, um, w- uh, that hasn't broken in here yet. Will they bring you booze? Will they bring you alcohol? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, the place has to have it. But, right. Like, if they, right, right. But if they have it, you know, um, they will do it. Um, at least they did it once for me. I don't know what the actual policy is, but, like, I okay. did, I have had it um, happen. Um, and I have an issue. With this. Surprised. Why? Nah, I'm all right. You, you, you know, give people their wine, give them their beer. Okay. I just want this pizza place to drive three miles to my house to deliver me <laughs> effing pizza. Like, I will never get this. Like, I live in no man's land down there. Like, I love downtown Canton. I absolutely love it. And I would never leave there outside of the fact that it's just inconvenient. Like, they're building that Hercules building right down the street from me. Right. And it's going to be awesome. There's part of me that's thinking, like, well, maybe I'll just move in there, right? Like, as the dude, those, I, I took like the virtual tour. Oh, yeah. Like, the Canton rep did like pictures and like all that. And I like, I looked at all that and it looks like it's going to be awesome. But it's going to be really inconvenient. Like, I once had a guy, I once called a different pizza place that said, hey, this is where I live. And they said, well, no, we'll only go to, we'll only go to the McKinley Grand. And I said, dude, I'm across. The street. I mean, you didn't see it. <laughs> I could hit the McKinley Grand with a football. Deshaun Kaiser couldn't. I could. And they won't bring me. And like half those places on Tusk won't come down there to bring me pizza. Makes me crazy. Yeah, that is one of the benefits of living on the southwest side <laughs> nowadays. Um, everywhere delivers there. Dude, I, the guy tried to kick in your door last night. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a good point. You know what? That's a good point. You know, point. it should be pointed out. We don't know that to be true. It's just Fanto pulled the door open to his house this morning and it yanked it right off the frame. I don't frame. know if I incredible hulked it or, like I said, maybe somebody was trying to kick the damn thing down. But, like, man, that door just fell apart in my hands. That's uh, that's dude. I just again, Bliss is full. The Onesto's full. Yep. They're about ready to have Hercules. Like, what do yep. we? Like, when are they going to start to make it more convenient for us that are willing to live there? Well, there's going to probably have to be, and maybe once that Hercules building fills up, there's just going to have to be a little bit more demand. I live there. There's, there's just, I mean, there are, there's people that live in downtown Canton. Obviously, there's a lot of people that work in downtown Canton, but it's just not enough. I feel like for big. 
corporations to make that purchase. You're going to keep seeing like small things pop up where businesses are like, hey, yeah, we, you know, Napoli's or small businesses, you know, like that's a wrap or, you know, a million different places down there. Um, but something corporate does need to, I've been, it I, needs to come. It I've does. been on it since I moved here where it was like, dude, I get it that you want downtown to be funky. You want it to be a little trendy. You want it to be Tremont of Canton. I totally get it. And it should be that. Okay. And I would agree with all of that. But one chain, and I've been on this since I moved here, one chain, I think, does that whole neighborhood a world of good. I would make that one chain, I think Taco Bell coming down would just make sense. It just oh. would, it would just fit in well down there. Yeah, um, but then I wouldn't fit in anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of hotheads in there, personally, for me. But Taco Bell is the bigger of the two brands. Yeah. And so, like, I get what you're saying there. But again, dude, I would never be able to fit in anywhere. We'd have to Vaseline up all the doorways. Maybe it was me that was knocking down your do- doorway. Aside from that, we do have uh, Canton Charge tickets. Yeah, we we'll take caller 10 on those. 1-800-243-7625. If you missed anything this morning, podcast it at WRQK.com. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham is Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer.